The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. This weekend, as a few of our parish children are receiving their first Holy Communion, it's good for us to reflect on what Holy Communion should mean, what it should be for each of us. In the brief excerpt from the visitation, we're given an image of true Holy Communion. By the prompting of the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth exclaims, Blessed is the fruit of your womb. St. Bede the Venerable contrasts this declaration with the original sin of Eve. Satan told Eve that the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil would make her like God, and that God was withholding that gift. In her pride, Eve grabs the fruit and takes it for herself. Adam then joins her in the original sin, and together they are expelled from paradise. Mary, on the other hand, receives God into her womb through her fiat, when she hears the word of God and believes that it will be fulfilled in her. Mary, indeed, became like God when she embraced his will and received divinity into her womb. By his grace, Christ remained in Mary throughout her earthly life until at the end of her earthly sojourn, as Pius, Pope Pius Twelfth tells us, she was assumed into paradise. You see, God did want Adam and Eve to be like him. However, they did not follow his will. Instead, they reached out and tried to grab, they tried to take divinity for themselves. Communion properly received, that is, with a soul cleansed by confession and with a body showing true and due reverence, communion is the reception of God into our body and soul. Under the appearance of bread and wine, God himself, God himself gives himself to us so that we may become like him. This is not mere symbolism. It is reality. It's reality. It's his true, real presence. Today, however, many people receive communion in the spirit of Eve rather than in the spirit of Mary. Communion is approached as though it is something we are entitled to. We just come up and receive it casually, like that's what <laughs> we, just, we just do. Um, and it is taken without proper preparation of the soul and of the body. So first we have the preparation of the soul, most importantly. We can't receive communion if we have serious sin in our soul. Confession must be a regular part of our spiritual life, otherwise... We are just like Adam and Eve, grasping, trying to take divinity instead of receiving him. We have to humbly go to confession to acknowledge the ways that we've sinned. So serious sin, I mean, the obvious meaning of the Ten Commandments is one way of looking at it, but 
you just look up a good examination of conscience and find out what serious sin is and know whether you have serious sin on your soul. But to go beyond just getting rid of serious sin, but to be continually seeking to grow holier and making and allowing God to make us worthy vessels to receive his body. So that's the most important part. But then we also have the physical reverence, the physical preparedness. So one aspect of that is the communion fast, that the church still teaches that we have to fast for at least an hour before we receive Holy Communion. And one reason for this is that the physical hunger that we should feel when we're receiving communion should help us to stir up the spiritual hunger. It should draw to mind the spiritual hunger that we should have when we're waiting to receive communion. We should desire, we should be hungry to receive our Lord. The other aspect of physical preparedness is is the reverence that we show when we receive Holy Communion. And so it's permitted that we receive communion in the hand, but there's, you know, it's a bit problematic in some ways because the Eucharist is the body of Christ. So every particle of the Eucharist is the body of Christ. And so there's just the danger when receiving on your hands that there'll be particles uh, that end up getting wiped on your clothes or fall on the floor. Whereas the tradition was that we would always receive communion directly on our tongue. And even we have a communion rail here at the church, and that's the purpose of the communion rail. So the kids who are receiving the first communion today are going to receive communion on their tongue at the communion rail. And this is supposed to be a physical way of helping us to remember the sacredness and the reality of what's taking place, that we're receiving the body of Christ. We're receiving God himself into us, and so our our physical posture should reflect the spiritual reality of what's going on. And just in case you think this is just my opinion and I'm being scrupulous or strict or whatever, I just have this, this great quotation from uh, Cardinal Robert Serra, the prefect of the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments. This is from a talk that he gave this past summer uh, to the priests of the Archdiocese of Toronto. And he says... Receiving communion on the tongue, far from being something obsolete and belonging to the past, is nothing less than a humble act of adoration, reverence, love, and worship by each communicant at the most intimate moment of the Mass. I strongly recommend that we rediscover its appropriateness for the Church in our own time and form our people, particularly our children, in this practice so as to foster the, uh, these dispositions. We cannot do enough to promote greater reverence toward our blessed Lord in the sacrament of the altar. That's from Cardinal Sarah. And so I invite all of you just this Christmas season, as we prepare, we celebrate the coming of our Lord in flesh to be with us, reflect on his coming in the Eucharist to be with us, to dwell within each of us, that we receive him worthily in soul but also that our physical body posture and practices reflect the spiritual state that we should have. Because God does desire to dwell with us. He does desire that we share in his divinity. But he wants us to receive him worthily. He wants us to receive him in the manner that Mary received him and not to grasp for him to try and take his divinity like Adam and Eve. If you appreciated this episode, 
this homily and homily in the gospel, please uh, subscribe, please share, and please have a joyful Christmas prepared in body and soul. God bless.